You're listening to the Wine and Mommy Time podcast with Libby. I'll be chatting about motherhood, relationships, pop culture, reality TV, blogging, and so much more. Just like on my blog, wineandmommytime.com, this is a filter-free zone. So grab a coffee or a Prosecco and kick back with me, Libby, because this is Wine and Mommy Time, the podcast, and I am not holding back. Hey everybody, it's Libby and you are listening to Wine and Mommy Time, the podcast. So today I'm going to talk about skincare because I think it's something that people really, really overlook and they honestly shouldn't. Um, A little recap on my journey with skincare. So when I was growing up, Um, I would say once I hit about puberty, you know, you know, that that lovely, lovely stage for every girl and guy out there, um, my skin went absolutely bananas. It was like pizza face 2.0. It wasn't good. I had cystic acne. It was painful. It looked horrible. And I actually remember one point in time when my aunt over the dinner table at my grandmother's house, thought that it would be nice to say that I need to start wearing makeup at 12 years old. Well, even though it was a shitty experience, um, she's not my favorite person in the world. She wasn't before that, and she certainly isn't now. Um, My mom luckily actually took that and spun it and helped me out with gaining my confidence about wearing makeup and taking care of my skin um, and feeling good about it and not thinking that it's because I need to hide. So that's where my skincare journey started, really. Um, Granted, at that point in time, we were, you know, we're trying to navigate, you know, that crazy beginning of pubescent time when your skin just hates everything and it's doing its own thing because your hormones are everywhere. I know that you've been there, and but if you haven't, then good for you, but a lot of people do experience it. Um, so for me, mom brought me to a dermatologist. They gave me this horrible cream that dried out my face. I'm pretty sure it was a steroid of some sort. It was awful, and they just kept telling me, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to get worse before it's get, it gets better, but who wants to sit through that? Honestly, no one. It's awful, Um, especially when you're already not feeling that great about yourself. So we went off of that, and then mom got me proactive. I know you've probably seen the commercials, Justin Bieber, and whoever else is on them now. I have no idea now. But that shit was horrible. It basically felt like I was eroding my face over time. You would use like this sandy, what they called cleanser, but I felt like I was rubbing my face with sandpaper every day to the point that it was raw. Um, And over time, we started to realize that it was actually making my skin much worse. Um, So we stopped with that. Um, Granted, I did use it for a few years, just suffering through it, and it was never really getting better. Um, So not really sure why I kept using it, but didn't really know what else to do. Um, so by the time that I moved out of my parents' place, I was starting to experiment with my skincare a little bit more 
And that's when I was introduced to Lush. And no, this is not going to be an ad for Lush, but I love them and use them to this day. Um, So when I was introduced to Lush, I didn't know anything about them. I didn't know the awesome aspects of who they are and the fact that, well, for one, they're Canadian, which is awesome. And for two, they are cruelty-free. So that, especially now at this point in my life, is extremely important to me. And the fact that they go for naturally derived items and products and ingredients, that's huge because in my opinion, at least from what I have learned through the years, is that more natural is better when it comes to something that's going on your skin. Because the way that I see it is you should be feeding your skin from the inside out, but also the outside in. Um, which is definitely something that I especially learned when I started working in the skincare industry. So after makeup school, I actually got a job with a skincare company, a French skincare company, and I learned so much with working with them. They were a huge wealth of knowledge, and I have taken a lot of what they taught me, and I've brought that through my life ever since working for them, and that was years and years ago. Um, So some things I want to talk about today when it comes to skincare is, for one, we need to nail down a skin prep routine. So the way that I see it is your skincare comes in two stages. Well, technically three because makeup is technically your skincare in a way. It's what you'll be wearing most of the time. Um, so your skincare is a prep stage, makeup stage, and then obviously the removal stage, which is also your maintenance stage. So for our skincare prep routine, what I do anyway is when I'm in the shower, I wash my face with Um, right now I'm using Dark Angels from Lush. I love it. It's like this activated charcoal, loose granule situation. It's a cleanser that basically you pick up little chunks with your hand and then you add water to it and it makes this clay that you wash your face with, but you can also use it like a face mask, which is really, really cool. Um, and so That's what Dark Angels is all about. Now, they have, if you don't like the fact that you're having to mix or you don't like all that stuff on your hands, even though you're in the shower, whatever, um, they have also a solid version of it, which was actually what came before Dark Angels. It's called Coalface, which my husband and I used together for many years. It's wonderful. Again, it's activated charcoal. It's wonderful oils and other ingredients that are super good for, especially if you, well, for one, if you're active, because it pulls out all those nasty toxins that, you know, the outside world is basically putting into your skin while you're out there in the world. But also it helps draw out bad oils that collect and create acne. So that's why we really, really liked Coalface. Now, my husband, he definitely does not have issues with acne. He has the most gorgeous skin, and I hate him for it. Um, but his skin is so beautiful. But yes, we used uh, Coalface for a very long time. And then when I found out about Dark Angels, I was really excited because I was like, oh, great, I can use this as a face mask too, which I love because I love face masks. So I've been using Dark Angels 
I started out in Lush using their product called Herbalism. And that was actually the very first thing that ever cleared up my acne. And ever since then, that's that's when I started being sold on Lush. That was it for me. Um, and so those three are ones that I really like. Now, if you don't have issues with acne, you can still use Herbalism. Um, herbalism is very much like dark angels. You will add water to it. It makes like a clay. You clean your face with it, but you can also use it like a mask. So that's really fun. Um, so other than what's cleaning your face, you also have to tone. And I feel like this is a step that people leave out way too often. Toning is what brings your face or well, your skin really back to its neutral pH balance. So after you've washed your skin, your skin is vulnerable. It needs to build up lipids and fats to get back to its pH balance. This is something I learned working for the skincare company. And so basically what I use for toner, because again, I go for natural products when it comes to um, what I'm cleaning my face with, what I'm toning it with, I actually use witch hazel which you can find at any drugstore or even Walmart for that matter. Um, Witch hazel, you'll usually find it in the first aid section. Just ask someone um, for it. So witch hazel is really great for everyone. It's hypoallergenic. It's completely natural. It's a beautiful, beautiful product. It does take a little bit to get used to the smell, but I've been using it for well over a decade now, so I'm very much used to it. I love it. It works so good. Um, if you have very dry skin, I would suggest using rose water. A little bit harder to find, but if you can find it, rose water is beautiful for dry skin. Also good if you have sunburns too. Um, so yeah, you wash your face, you're going to tone it, and then you want to moisturize it. So right now, I'm actually using Neutrogena Clear Face, and it's SPF 30. Um, So this, it's good for acne-prone skin or if you're worried about a moisturizer breaking you out. Now, I do prefer for my moisturizer to have its SPF in it rather than my foundation because I don't like foundations to have SPF in them because I find them thick and cakey and they just oxidize funny. Like, it's just not a great look. Um, So I really like the Neutrogena Clear Face. And again, not sponsored here. These are just products that I'm using. And I've been using Neutrogena Clear Face since, gosh, I would say 2016, I think. Um, So that's my daytime moisturizer because it's extremely light. It's feather light. It goes on. It feels kind of velvety. It almost feels like a primer in a way. Um, But then moving on from moisturizer, the primer that I use is, surprise, surprise, it's from Lush. Um, so the one that I use from there, it's called Magical Moringa and it smells incredible. And basically what you do is you take a little bit out. It's in a pot. Um, I use my fingernail to scrape it out and then you warm it up in your hands, put it on your face. Now, if you're using a serum or if you're using a moisturizer, which you should be using at least one or the other, make sure that you put it on when your toner is still wet or damp. Reason being, if you put your moisturizer or your serum on when your skin is damp, you'll use less product, which means your face isn't going to be greasy. And also the fact that you're using less product, you're not going to go through your products as fast. So really it's a win-win situation. Um, Also, I find it absorbs 
much more evenly. You're not going to have weird patches of certain parts of your face absorbing faster than others. Um, but I do find if you are someone who does have dry skin or if you have very combination skin, like an oily T-zone and then really dry cheeks, for instance, that's a really common um, T-zone situation. Um, however, some people have it opposite where it's their chin that is the most oily and then going up their nose. And then once you get to their forehead, it's dry. So everyone is different. But if you have really dry skin and you want to use a serum, Lush also has a serum bar that I use during the winter because it's very dry here in the winter. Um, so the serum bar, it has great things like mushroom and things like that in it. I believe there's chamomile in it or calamine in it as well. So it's very calming. Um, and that is their, it's, I think it's their only serum bar to be honest. So it's literally this bar that you rub between your hands. It warms up, you put that on your face and then you would put your moisturizer on. So if you're doing a process like that, where you're doing serum, then moisturizer, you probably won't need a primer, um, but just see how it goes. So those are my priming items. And so other than those, when I move into my makeup, for the most part, almost all of my makeup is e.l.f., eyes, lip, eyes, lips, face. I know what you're thinking. It's a cheap brand, but honestly, they have really, really good ingredients. I order mine online because the foundation I use is actually the acne um, controlling or it's either acne controlling or acne preventing. It's not right by me right now. It's in my bathroom. Um, and I'm here on my computer. But anyway, it's the Acne Foundation. I love the coverage. It's super buildable. And it actually has a bit of salicylic acid in it, which if you have acne, salicylic acid, I know, acid, scary word, but salicylic acid is what you need to prevent acne and also kill the bacteria that creates acne. So I actually use this foundation as a preventative because I don't really get breakouts that often anymore. Usually I only get them if I've been eating like shit, which I mean, that's my own fault and I shouldn't be, um, but we'll get into that later. So yeah, I use that particular foundation because like I said, I love that it's buildable. It's a beautiful feel. It wears all day long and for someone like me who's very oily, saying that I can wear a foundation all day long is a big friggin' deal. So I use that foundation. I use their, um, it's like a cream quad palette of, I believe they call it their contour palette. So I use that to contour my face. And I do prefer creams for contouring, um, mainly because they're soft. You're not getting harsh lines. You can blend, you can take away. Um, it's really lovely. Also, using cream blush, same thing. It gives you a really nice, beautiful, almost airbrushed look because it's so delicate. Um, and like I said, it's buildable, which is nice. Whereas if you use a powdered blush or a powdered contour, if you get that harsh line, you're probably going to have to go back in with foundation, fix it, and it's not going to look quite right. Whereas with cream, you're putting all your creamed products on first. And then once you've finished with all your creamed products, including my eyebrows, those are also cream as well. Sometimes I do a powder. For the most part, it's cream. So 
I would do all of that first. So think about it. You've pretty much got your whole entire face done aside from your eyeshadow and your mascara. Powder your entire face. I use the HD setting powder from, you guessed it, e.l.f. Um, and then, you know, eyeshadow, mascara, Bob's your uncle. Super easy. So I would say from start to finish, my makeup routine probably takes me 15 minutes or less. Um, depending on, well, if I'm just going to work, I really don't care because let's be honest, I work in an office that we obviously don't see anyone other than the people that we work with. So y'all see me every day. Nothing special. (laughs) Don't have to go overboard with it. Um, so yeah, that's just my work face though. If I'm going out or if I just want to feel nice, that's when I'll put on, um, eyeshadow and things like that. When I go for eyeshadow, hands down, I'm going for MAC because I love their pigmentation. It's beautiful. It has never let me down. I've used them since I would say high school. So we know that's a long time away. Um, but I love their products. They're wonderful. When I was in makeup school, we used MAC like nobody's business. Um, so I talked about our prep items. I talked about makeup. Um, my actually my favorite mascara right now, I want to spend a little bit of time on this. So my favorite mascara right now, I actually received it in a influencer box, um, for free, which was awesome. And I've been loving it ever since I've had it for a few months now. And I definitely need to go get a new tube of it. But it is by a company called Milk Cosmetics. If you haven't seen them, go check them out on Instagram. They're kind of edgy. They're really cool. They're doing some really neat things with makeup and they're vegan. So that's awesome. So just like Elf, they're vegan. Um, So I love that. And so basically this mascara, it's called their Kush Mascara. And yes, Kush as in weed, marijuana, whatever you want to call it. Um, So they actually have cannabis oil in the mascara. No, it doesn't smell like it. It isn't going to give you red eyes or anything like that. It actually has very little to no scent compared to a lot of the other mascaras out there like For instance, L'Oreal Voluminous, which I used for years because I love the formula. It's very close to the Lancome um, brand because while they're the same, well, L'Oreal owns Lancome, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, But basically, the Kush Mascara, it is so beautiful. It's got such a nice, thick mascara wand And it's extremely buildable, which I love. But most of all, my eyelashes are so soft to the touch after putting on. It feels like I don't even have mascara on, but my lashes look friggin' amazing. Um, So basically, with the cannabis oil in it, I don't know if it's necessarily just the cannabis oil that does this, but regular mascara, the way it works is it actually wraps tubes, basically, around your eyelashes. The molecules are like they're kind of like string-like in a way. So that's why you see either like people clumping or they'll just look strange and wispy and not in a good way. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But the formulation of the Milk Kush Mascara, basically the molecules are like hearts or round. So they actually 
build up your eyelashes and in a very soft way. Like they don't clump. I've been using it now till I'm basically at the end of the bottle, still no clumping, which is huge. Usually when you get to the point in the bottle where you're like, do I just go and get a new one or do I just hold in a little bit longer? Usually at that point is when you see clumping and I have had no clumping with this stuff whatsoever. And like I said, it's buildable. So if you want a very natural look, just throw on one layer, maybe one layer, like even just like a half a layer, honestly, but it's buildable. So if you get home from work and you're going out that evening, you can put more on because unlike other mascaras that go hard and crusty and, you know, you go to put that second coat on, you're like, wow, I really shouldn't have done that. Um, this mascara is not like that. Since your eyelashes are already soft when you get home, when you put that next coat on, it just looks beautiful. So I really, really like that. Um, I've been telling all my friends about it because I'm obsessed, <laughs> and if you can't already tell already. Um, so yeah, that's the mascara that I am loving right now, and I definitely need to go get a new tube. You can get them at, or sorry, you can get the brand. You can get it at Sephora. Um, they also, you can purchase it online as well, so there's that. Um, so that was my mascara. Let's see what else. I have notes on this this time, so go me, notes. Last time I was shooting from the hip there, which I missed things, so there's that. Um, so anyway, we have, oh yes, so one thing I want to talk about is actually cleaning your brushes. Please, 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 please clean your makeup brushes, for God's sakes. Like, the amount of people that I see who are just using, like, these nasty, like, who knows how many years of gunk within those brushes people like please for the love of god just please clean your brushes so when i was in makeup school the process that we would use to clean our brushes was you would use a brush cleaner formula then you would use 99% alcohol then you use 70% alcohol um not alcohol from the liquor store alcohol that you get at the drugstore so the brush cleaner that we used in particular was Cinema Secrets. I love it. Um, it smells beautiful. It washes out really nicely. Um, but if you can't get your hands on Cinema Secrets, because a lot of the time you have to buy it at beauty supply stores, um, if you can't get your hands on that, I actually use a little bit of, you can also use a little bit of like baby shampoo, the tearless shampoo. Um, that works really nicely as well. Dilute it in water quite a bit. So you want more water, obviously, than the baby shampoo. Um, and I do say baby shampoo because if this stuff is going on your face, you want it to be something that is clinically safe. So baby shampoos, extremely safe. Um, in particular, we use uh, Live Clean here. We use Live Clean baby products here at our place. Um, so those are quite nice. So you would clean it with that first and then rinse it. And then from that, you then are going to dip your brush in the 99% alcohol. The 99% is actually going to take all of the pigmentation out. So all of the, you know, all of that blush, all of that foundation, whatever the color is that's in there, that's stuck in there, it's going to take all that out. Now, after your 99%, you're going to wipe that on a towel 
basically to dry it as much as you can. It doesn't have to be super, super dry, but just get a lot of it off of there. I prefer using a white towel, and I know that sounds messed up because it's going to look like crap, but using a white towel means that at the end of cleaning your brushes, you know that they're clean, right? So if you're swiping in a spot and there's no color coming off, you know your brush is clean. So there's a good tip for you. Um, actually, on Amazon, they have these magic... It's, I think they're called magic face towels or something like that. Those are really nice. They're like these fiber towels, but I'll put a link to those um, on the podcast part of the blog that you can go check it out later. So anyway, we're going from the baby shampoo or Cinema Secrets, 99% alcohol. Then we're popping into 70% alcohol. So 70% alcohol is actually what kills the bad bacteria. I know it sounds strange. You would think it would be 99%, but it's actually the 70% that will kill the bad bacteria. So we want to clean it, um, get it all nice, dry it. Make sure that when your brushes are drying that you have them standing up. Don't have them laying down on a surface because the dampness will gather on one side of it. They're not going to dry thoroughly. So make sure that they're sitting up in a brush cup. Um, so that is my suggestion and it's a very strong suggestion because I want people to clean their brushes because that's one big thing of having clean skin is having clean brushes. You should be cleaning your brushes ideally three times a week. If you don't have a time, I get it. I'm a mom, uh, once a week, at least minimum, please, for the love of everything, especially your skin. So after that, we want to talk about removing our makeup off our faces. So I actually use coconut oil. Not only is that shit good for cooking, but it's good for your skin. So basically, I just take coconut oil. If it's the colder months, obviously, I'm warming it up in my hands. Um, If it's the warmer months and my oil is melted in my container in my bathroom, then I would actually just put it on a makeup pad and like, you know, those little cotton pads, and I would wipe that all over my face. So yes, I have oily to combination skin, but oil plus oil is like a double negative. It can't get more oily. It's actually going to balance you out. And it is good for obviously dry skin too. Honestly, just cleanse your face with coconut oil for Give it a week. Maybe give it more than a week. Let me know what you think. Honestly, you probably won't go back. It's fantastic. So one thing though, make sure that when you're cleansing your face with coconut oil that you're not letting it rinse down the drain. This is a big no-no that I did for a while and then I realized, hmm, why isn't my drain draining in the bathroom? figured out it's because I was putting oil down the drain like an idiot. So don't pull a Libby. Don't put the oil down the drain. You wouldn't do it in the kitchen. So why would you do it in the bathroom? So what I do to avoid that is use micellar water. So you've probably seen micellar water on commercials. Um, It's actually something that's been used in French skincare for a very, very long time. So with micellar water, What I would do is once I have rubbed off, you know, all of my mascara, all of my um, makeup, everything, I'm looking like, I don't know, a raccoon or something, looking like a horror scene, basically. Um, I would then take the micellar micellar water, I can't speak today, um, put it on those cotton makeup pads, 
and I would wipe all of the coconut oil and residue from the makeup off of my face. I would then take the micellar water again on a pad once all the coconut oil is off my face, do another once over with it. Then I take another cotton pad. I know it's very repetitive. It sounds like it's a long process, but it's worth it. Um, Then you're going to take your toner, whether it be your witch hazel or if it's your rose water. Put that on a cotton pad. Go over your entire face. At this point, this is when you'll know if your face is clean enough or not. If it's not, I highly suggest using a oil cleanser. So I really like the Palmer's one. Um, Not only was Palmer's amazing during pregnancy for me, I have no stretch marks from it. Um, Palmer's makes a really, really nice facial cleansing oil. But this oil, you can actually rinse it down the sink. It's fine. It's actually water soluble, which is nice. Um, So I would wash my face with that if everything isn't off of my face after the coconut oil and the micellar water um, and the toner. And then that point, I would definitely know everything is clean. And then again, tone with my toner of choice, which for me is witch hazel. So after the witch hazel, then comes my nighttime skin prep, which is also, like I said, maintenance mode. One thing you need to know about nighttime skincare is nighttime is when your body does its most regeneration. I'm not talking Doctor Who. I'm talking like this is when your body heals itself the most. Why do you think when you're sick and you sleep a lot, you get better faster? Sleep. It's the best. So basically what you want to do for your nighttime routine because of the fact that this is the product that is going to be absorbing – This is the one that's going to be repairing. You want something that's going to be lovely and rich. Even if you have oily skin, you rolling over back and forth on your pillow all night, it's not only is it going to transfer to the pillow, but it could transfer into your hair, things like that. So you need something that's really nice and lovely and not only gentle, but nice and nourishing for your skin because all night long, it's not like you're drinking water all night, right? Because you're asleep. So you need your moisturizer and your serums to do it for you. So speaking of serums for nighttime, the serums that I like to use before my moisturizer, again, this is right after I put my toner on because your skin needs to be damp or wet. So my go-to ones would be hyaluronic acid, which you can get by itself. Um, Hyaluronic acid actually works by pulling moisture from anywhere it can. So hyaluronic acid is amazing for even people with oily skin, but it's great for people with dry skin too. It's basically good for everyone. So I love to put it underneath my moisturizer because it helps my moisturizer do its job even more. It's basically like a support system for it. Um, So get my hyaluronic acid going. Once that's on, I also use a uh, retinol as well. So I wouldn't suggest retinol for anyone under the age of 25 because you don't need it. After the age of 25 is when you start doing preventative anti-aging. So since I'm over 25, I'm not going to say how old I am, but I'm over 25. Um, So I use uh, retinol. So that goes on over top of my hyaluronic acid. After that, I'm actually really loving Olay right now. So I'm using the Olay Age-Defying Anti-Wrinkle 
replenishing night cream. And yes, there is a difference between night creams and day creams because, well, day, you want things that will protect your skin from the elements. But when you're in your bed at night, you don't need something protecting you from the elements because you're in your bed, unless you're sleeping outside all night. But that's a different story. Um, So I'm really liking the Olay uh, moisturizer there at nighttime. It almost kind of smells like lavender. It's really beautiful. Um, And it's not too expensive, which is really nice. So that's my nighttime moisturizer situation. So other than your skincare itself, you do need to take care of your skin from the inside as well. So for that, I know it goes without saying, but you have to say it. Water. You need to drink a ton of water. Anywhere between half an ounce to an ounce per pound that you are. So say, for instance, you're 150 pounds. You want to be drinking anywhere from 75 ounces to 150. Honestly, I would go toward the higher end because water is amazing for you. It flushes everything out of your lymphatic system. It gets everything moving. Um, Don't you notice, like even, okay, think about back to when you were younger. You were going to the bars and things like that. You wake up in the morning looking haggard AF. That's because you're dehydrated. So when you drink a lot of water, your skin is more plump, it's more supple, it's more beautiful. It will bounce back. It'll keep the elasticity longer. So you want that water in your system. Not only that, but it's good at flushing out the bad things that might cause acne. That it'll keep your skin much more balanced. So lots and lots of water. I suggest getting a water bottle that has a spout because you're more likely to drink more water from a bottle that has a spout compared to one that you have to lift and tilt, especially if you're at work, just because it's easy to grab, take a sip, go about your day. I find anything with a straw, I drink it much faster um, than if I had to actually tilt the bottle because I'm a klutz. (laughs) Um, So anyway, definitely grab a really good water bottle that is, for one, easy for you to clean, obviously BPA-free. Hydro Flask makes some really great ones. I'll link to it on the blog, but definitely go for one with a spout specifically. Um, So other than that, if you have a hard time drinking a lot of water, if you find it very bland, if you're someone who has drank pop and things like that, I personally don't really like pop at all. It's rare that I'll ever have it, but um, if you are sick of just plain water, there are tons of water enhancers out there, or you can infuse your water with things like fresh fruit or pop some mint leaves in there with lime. It, it's like a virgin mojito. It's so lovely. Um, so anything to just get more water in your system, basically. And if you're someone who drinks a lot of coffee, just so you know, coffee is a diuretic. Not only is it going to make you pee faster, but with that comes the fact that you're getting rid of a lot of water faster. Coffee will dehydrate you. So for the amount of liquid that you're consuming in your coffee, take double that in your water. Okay, so say for instance you have a cup of coffee. It's about 250 mils or more. You want to double that of water after you've finished your coffee. So about 500 mils of water or more because you need to get that hydration back and then some, because it depletes you by two times. So that's just one little thing that you should really think about. Now, for face masks, 
I really, really love the Aztec clay powder. I actually found it on Amazon. I'll link to that on the blog too, but it's really great. It's just like 15 minutes, super easy. You just mix it with um, some apple cider vinegar, which we all know is beautiful for your body. And so I mix those up, put it on my skin for like 15 minutes while I'm like writing a blog post or something. Um, And then you just wash it right off. So really, really nice to do. Um, It does kind of firm up a little bit, I find. So it does kind of crack and just make sure that you're not wearing something really nice because it'll kind of dust all over your clothes a little bit, Um, which is why I wouldn't wear it while doing a podcast because it would go everywhere. Um, So basically, we have talked about skincare. We have talked about masks, drinking a lot of water. Now, we did talk about nighttime skincare, but there's another aspect to nighttime skincare, and that's making sure you get a good sleep. So drinking things like chamomile tea or tea with valerian root in it, things like that, will help you get a really good night's sleep, which sleep regenerates your skin, like I said before. But aside from that, things like, for instance, satin pillow covers. Do you have one? If you don't, you should. So a satin pillow cover is beautiful because basically it's really good for your skin. It helps prevent wrinkles, but also it is, it's not going to wick away your moisture as quick as a cotton uh, pillowcase. So that's really nice. Aside from the fact that it feels really nice on your skin, it's really great for your hair as well. Um, So look up the attributes and the great things about satin pillows or silk pillows and just get yourself a pillowcase there, okay? I'll link to some on the blog um, because I got mine off Amazon. Honestly, it was super cheap and I love that thing. So you have your silk pillow. Next, you want an eye mask. Reason being, you don't want the light waking you up. You want to sleep as long as you need to other than setting your alarm, obviously. So I sleep with an eye mask mainly because my husband likes to sit there scrolling away on his phone all night and I ain't got no time to be awake all night long because someone else is scrolling. (laughs) So he can go and do whatever he wants to do and stay up as long as he wants to, but I got my silk pillow and I got my eye mask. So I would suggest an eye mask that is silk or one of those ones that you see that's like molded to your face. I'll put some links up for those as well. Earplugs are really nice too because, again, you won't hear sounds. Like, I'll hear the sound of my fan. I'll hear the sound if my son starts making sounds on his monitor, things like that. But I won't hear really big sounds like off in the distance, like, for instance, a cop car going down the street or something like that. So, um, just some earplugs. Those are nice too. Again, I'll put that link up there as well. So, to wrap things up here, care about your skin and it will care about you. Okay. So, again, I just wanted to give you guys a little taste of the beauty side of things. I know I've been talking a lot about blogging and stuff like that, but beauty is really important too because if your skin looks good, you feel good, right? So if you have any questions about that, reach out to me at Libby at WineAndMommyTime.com. You can email me there or you can just send me a message here through the podcast, whatever you want to do, or reach out to me on Instagram. I'm available wherever. Um, So that's skincare in a nutshell from me. 
Like I said, I'm actually going to have a bunch of links for you up there on the blog, on the page for this particular episode. This is episode four. Um, specifically, I'm going to be calling it skincare or something of the sort. So take a look there up on the blog. I'll have all the notes for you. Thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. Have a good one.